episodes like I've got a bone to pick with everybody <laughs> I swear honestly I'm not an angry person I just am passionate about ridding us of the myths the myths the myths that plague our lives when it comes to us just living them in a very simple successful way because there's just so much shit out there you know there's a lot of shit out there that people are using to kind of sell and advertise to us to get us to buy things that are going to improve our lives. And I'm just not really about it. I'm just about living my life, really. And that's not to say that there aren't a lot of things that you can do to make your life better. I mean, you're the, I'm the wrong chick to go at this, to be honest, because I have read more <laughs> self-help books than I can count. And I'm really nerdy about it as well. I like, you know bookmark them and I write down notes in like the notes section of my phone and I'm like these are my life lessons from this last year based on all of the self-help I've consumed and all the therapy I've had and all the things I've tried and fallen flat on my face trying and done and yada yada so I'm definitely not against all of us trying a bunch of different things to improve ourselves and you know to get stuck into our personal development and be the best versions of ourselves we can be ultimately in pursuit of self-awareness because that is of course the holy grail of living your life well right is being self-aware so that you can have amazing relationships and constantly look inward and think right how can I kind of hack this part of my life to make more money or have more things or feel these ways or try these experiences like if you just stay stagnant and stuck and never learn anything and never get stuck into trying new things of course, you're going to feel pretty stale. You're going to feel pretty flat, like you're flatlining, like you're not growing. So yeah, I just wanted to preface this episode by saying, by all means, I implore all of us to go after trying new things and experimenting. As long as those things are ones that we feel like trying from a place of gut instinct, right? intuition. So for example, if I have it thrust upon me online that I need to try XYZ and it's like drilled into me over and over again and it gets a bit brainwashy and I'm like, oh, okay, well now I feel some kind of peer pressure or social pressure. I feel some kind of, you know, I feel pressurized to try this thing. So we'll try it. Let me think of something as an example. Like, I don't know, maybe it's some kind of special you know, bathing ritual before my period arrives, or maybe it's me taking a course about how to be enlightened, or maybe it's me, you know, listening to a relationship guru about how to manifest a perfect partner. I don't know, whatever it is. For me, like, I love doing all that stuff. I think it's amazing, as long as it's coming from a place of gut instinct and intuition versus me feeling the need to do it because of pressure. And this is where it gets complicated because <laughs> this is where it gets so complicated because how 
are any of us supposed to know, especially as women, because we, we're bombarded with this messaging of like self-improvement more than anyone else, right? Because we are so soft and squishy ready for it. Like we love it. We're so, we eat it up, right? How do we know the difference between trying something because we want to, and it is actively going to improve the parts of our lives that actually make us happy beyond anything else versus just trying things because of peer pressure, because we're socially conditioned to think we should, because everyone else is doing it. You know, I'll give you an example. I'm supposed to want to be an entrepreneur, right? I'm supposed to love the side hustle, the girl bossery of it all. I'm supposed to love the idea of starting my own business and making money from it and being creative and using all of my own miraculously acquired skills to run this successful business, right? Let's just use that as an example. Oh, and by the way, I'm supposed to do it all by, you know, living in this place of huge integrity as a woman who knows what's right and wrong and never hurts anybody and treats everybody with fairness and like juggles having children and juggles doing all the rest of it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be like a perfect entrepreneur and I'm not going to fall flat on my face a hundred times and make mistakes. Oh, and by the way, it's all going to happen really, really quickly. Like a year ago today, look at me then. And then look at me now a year on. And it's like, it becomes this it's it's like we've commoditized doing things quickly, but not only doing things quickly, like doing things really well quickly. <laughs> so we definitely put people on a pedestal that let's say they have started their own business, they achieved it really quickly. They went from zero to 10K in like a few months. Like they had this like dramatic, awe-inspiring, incredible outcome, not only really quickly, but really well. And then they just leave out all of like the messy shit that happened where, you know, they were crying awake all night. They lost their partner because of that business they started or, you know, they didn't have children because they ran out of time because they were too career-driven or whatever it is. Whatever, you know, the many multitude of things it is that we continually get criticised <laughs> about doing wrong as women and getting wrong because we're trying to do it all. Of course, it would make sense that when we see these human beings on social media or, you know, whatever that media touch point is, whether you hear about them through on the grapevine or you see them on Instagram, you hear about these women who are doing these amazing things really quickly and really well and experiencing this huge success. And you're kind of looking at your own life thinking, uh, hang on a minute. Like, I'm just trying to like, <laughs> I'm just trying to upgrade myself from cooking, cooking spaghetti hoops on toast to <laughs> making like a fancy spaghetti dish <laughs> from scratch. Or like, you know, I'm trying to just keep on top of nurturing my friendships and going to work and coming home and doing all the things I've got to do. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? And so then what happens is you find yourself in this place of wanting, where looking at people who are achieving all these great epic things, it, oh, it just creates this ache in you and you are like, oh, I want that. 
this is pure escapism for me. I want that. And then you're in this place of not knowing whether that's something you actually want or whether you just want it because you're drunk on it, because the internet made you drunk on it. And so you perceive at least that that's something A, you should want and B, that you really, really want, especially when it is thrown against the context of your real life in which you are struggling and everything is a lot harder than that perfect, successful life looks online. And it makes you increase, that feeling of wanting increases. You want that and you want it bad and you want more for yourself. And so that feeling of wanting is tied very closely to the feeling of lack and feeling like you are lacking because you don't have all that stuff for yourself quickly and well. (laughs) Because for you, you know that anytime you've ever tried anything out, it's been one big giant fucking messy shit show, let's be honest. (laughs) It's been... It's been reckless. It's been impulsive. It's been emotional. It's been a journey. There were sacrifices made. You lost a bunch of money. You lost face. You felt your integrity was compromised. Your confidence definitely was. There was nothing smooth sailing about that thing you tried that one time that was supposed to lead you to this perfect place of success. And so this feeling of wanting and lack and, oh, why aren't I like her, is all so tied up inside you, tied up tightly in a knot, that you are unable to separate that feeling from the feeling of gut instinct. Do I actually want to pursue that thing? Is it for me? Is it going to add value to the parts of my life that I already know make me happiest? I'm going to use myself as an example. When I was 19, I was hell-bent on being a recording artist. I quit university after a year of being there, and I decided, fuck this shit, (laughs) fuck uni, I'm going to be a recording artist, I'm going to be a singer, I'm going to start my own record label. And I went down this road of pursuing something that I thought I wanted so much, Because my state of self-worth became deeply intertwined with this goal of being a recording artist. And I couldn't separate myself from the goal. They became one and the same. My state of self-worth became reliant on this goal of being a recording artist. And this goal of being a recording artist became reliant on feeding off of my lack of self-worth. It was just a very codependent relationship and one that actually, the recording artist bit, to be honest, is kind of irrelevant because it went on to expand itself into other missions that I had. That's not to say that I regret anything I've done or tried, but there is a big difference between pursuing something because you know it is keeping you on track to the core the core value systems of what make you happy as an individual 
There is a huge difference between pursuing something because of that versus pursuing something because you have built up over years this deeply opinionated idea of who you should be and you are and you have attached your happiness to that outcome and until that outcome is achieved you cannot be happy and I know you're thinking fuck like I probably heard this shit before but I hope that I'm articulating it to you in a way that hits different because I want you to really understand that there is a massive difference between pursuing something because you really want to because it's a core part of what makes you happy versus just doing it because of a wider pressure and having convinced yourself that you want it over a period of time because it's a story that suits you it's a story that distracts you from actually working on what's more important than that at its root which is improving your sense of self-worth and happiness by doing things that actually matter to you and might not matter to someone else and that's a really hard thing to accept that maybe what it is that makes you happy is different to what makes this seemingly majority number of women happy on the internet who've started their own businesses or have their own hustle going on maybe that's not you whatever it is that you're comparing yourself to and setting yourself this standard to reach I just I want you to just take a second now to really think and because you'll know the clues will be there throughout your life When are you happiest? What is it you're doing? And I don't necessarily mean, you know, holding your child or, you know, (laughs) having a shared orgasm with your partner or hanging out with your friends or like being on holiday with a margarita. I mean, you know, those are things we can all agree are magical, right? I'm talking about stuff that makes specifically you, just you, really happy happy. What is that thing? What is it? And I've had this moment several times in my life where I've had to take a long damn hard look in the mirror and I've realized that I'm in the middle of building something that actually isn't a core part of my happiness but I'm just doing it because I thought I needed to. I thought it was the right thing to do. I thought it was something I should want. And then facing the reality of accepting that actually that's not what I want is kind of embarrassing. It's, it's not embarrassing at large, but it feels embarrassing. Like you feel this sense of shame of failure. Like you're giving up on something like you should be able to see things through and that's just not not how it is. You will notice any time in life where you pursue something, right? You try something out that doesn't resonate with the true you. You will find it really hard to carry on doing that thing and something will just feel off and it will feel like labor. It will feel like hard work. It won't bring you these small wins of daily joy, which if you're pursuing anything in life, you need to have at least a few daily moments of joy. Sure, it can still be a slog. It can still be hard if it's something you really want, but there's got to be moments where you're thinking, yeah, 
this feels right. And if you're not feeling that right now about whatever it is you're pursuing, you know, I made this episode for you because I want to draw your attention to that. There's something else I really want to draw your attention to that is an essential part of me breaking down this wall you have within yourself, this compulsion to carry on pursuing something strongly against your will, against your personal will, to be honest. I have noticed on the internet that there are a lot of accounts led by women where people are saying that you can start your own business and suddenly, don't get me wrong, through hard work, but you can pretty suddenly, through that hard work, ascertain like 10k months, like 5k, 10k, 15k, 20k months, okay? Putting a figure on the cash outcome of a business you've just started, or even if you haven't just started it and then, you know, this mentor or whatever is going to help you learn how to have big money months, it is very problematic. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on people that you know, are like course mentors and I've done it by the way, I've done this, like I've done it, I've been this guy, you know, I'm not shitting on people that are course mentors that say that they can help people have these big inspirational, big money months with their own businesses. That in itself is really fucking cool. However, what is not cool is the side effect of that, which is inflating everyone's belief that that's something they should want because it's got this big, attractive number attached to it, right? And then even more dangerous than that is the reality that it is not realistic for most people to reach 10k months quickly, if ever, because of other things that are going on in their lives, whether that be a fixed belief system, a personal struggle they're going through, a family they have to support. I'm not saying that it's not possible because anyone can have anything they want. I fully believe that. But fuck, there is a lot of shit that gets in your way at different points in your life, whether it's emotional or whether it's physical material. And just slapping a number on it and saying, no, there is this formula. You can try to have these big money months for yourself. I find problematic. It's not realistic for most people. And it makes them feel like they're failing if they're not earning that amount of money. Reminder, okay? (laughs) Well, actually, no, you may not even know this at all. But let me tell you something. People that are having regular 10K plus months, okay? And I'm talking about money, obviously, like $10,000, £10,000, whatever, whatever it is. People that are making that amount of money, right? Number one, they have probably had 10 to 20 years of struggle prior before they get to that point, okay? That breakthrough point. So that's that's the biggest one. It's not just about money mindset, like manifesting, like, you know, abundance, I'm not saying that's fluffy voodoo because it's all fucking real if you get into it and I believe in it too. 
but on its own, it is not enough, okay? People that earn those kinds of numbers have smashed through very personal ceilings over a huge number of years, but more so they have made enormous sacrifice to get to that point. And it is the exception. It is not the rule. It is the exception. It is not the rule. Most people will not be able to get to that point without a deep amount of personal work on themselves. And anybody who's a successful entrepreneur who is having 10K plus months would would agree with me. They would tell you that yes, there is a lot of personal confrontation (laughs) of the self required to get to the point where they had the amount of energy in their system, the amount of experience in their system the amount of confidence and self-belief to go after that. It is not something that is a tangible, finite, realistic goal for most people. It is the exception, not the rule. That might be really hard to hear because it's lovely, isn't it? The idea that you can sign up to this course and, you know, your course mentor can click his or her fingers and take you down this roadmap of how to make this amount of money and that it's going to work. And it's not that it won't work. It's just that setting that expectation there and then flashing it about all over the internet, like it's something that is effortlessly achievable, is pretty problematic in my book. I would much prefer it if we were all promoting just how fucking tough it is to build a business. And we were encouraging people to only pursue goals that resonate deeply with who they are. When I was a life coach, I would have clients come in who would say to me, right, Chi, I want this, this, and this. This is what I want out of this experience. And I would have this tug of war with them for the first couple of sessions where I would be like, yes, I hear you, correct. You do believe you want those things. However, what I would love to do (laughs) is to find out what it is you're naturally good at and what it is that sparks joy for you. So how about I ask first ask you a hundred questions around what those things are. And then if when we write all of those answers down, we come up with an answer that resonates with what you're telling me right now that you want, sure, we'll crack on. I'll help you manifest that and get there. But let me tell you, nine times out of 10, the things that people, that my clients thought they wanted was actually nothing like the thing they wanted in reality for themselves when we actually tapped in to what was their core belief system about what made them happy and what felt good and what sparked joy for them and what they were naturally gifted at, when we tapped into all of that, the answer was often very different to where they'd ended up. And this is why a lot of women end up pursuing these, you know, ooh, like mag- like a magpie, like pursuing the shiny things pursuing the things that we are 
gently coaxed into on the internet, through influencers, through our social networks, through people that we admire and think, fuck, I want to be like her. Look what she's doing. Look how much money she's making every month. Look at her life. And we look at all that and we become drunk on it. We become drunk on the internet and we move further and further away from the actual things that make up who we are, that make up our own source of happiness. Now, just to be crystal clear, there are women out there living in their power who are doing all those things and they are happy and loving it. People that are like running these amazing businesses and hustling and like, you know, putting out all this creative energy and sharing their lives with you and it seems really good. Yeah, a lot of them genuinely have found their true purpose. But I also want you to be aware that there's a lot of them that are doing that for show and it's hocus pocus and they themselves are in the trap of pursuing something that doesn't resonate with their true happiness. I cannot understate how hard I know it is for you to accept this. Because it might be the case that you are six foot under, balls deep, taking it out the oven, it's so fucking cooked. (laughs) Deep, 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 deep into a career or a lifestyle or something that you started and you now feel bonded to and tied to and you've convinced yourself that this is what you want. But you've got to face facts that sometimes what it is you think you want isn't what you want. And that is really hard to accept because it's fucking brutal, like, it's fucking brutal sitting up sober and thinking, fuck, like, what? I have to change that now? But I spent so long on this. I built this. It's my baby. No. The bravest thing you can do for yourself is to pack up, call it quits, look within, Go on a journey, try a bunch of other things until you find something that hits just right for you. And I recommend the best way to do that is to remove noise. Remove the noise. Take time away from the social pressures that currently have a play, have a say in what it is that you think you want just to stress one more time, when you see people on the internet that are raving about how you can start this business, do that thing, I built the life of my dreams, rah, 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 these 10k months, whatever it is, remember that that might not be what you want. You might want something different altogether. And making your peace with that is going to bring you a peace that is so lovely 
and delicious. Having pure confidence in the knowledge that you're living your life in the way that you want to live it and not because it's ruled by someone else's influence or something someone said to you. It's such a fucking rad feeling. It really is. Take a few minutes after you've finished listening to this episode. Just take a few minutes just to sit with yourself and to notice what's coming up. You might notice that you're feeling a bit of nervousness in your chest. Your heart is beating fast. You feel a bit like squirrely in your tummy. Just honestly notice that feeling because it's your body trying to tell you something. And mm, I feel like you know what she's trying to say. Okay, so make sure you do that right now. I will see you next week.